when you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not going to be the best for your family, your faith, your job, anything else. When most people come to me, that they, they think they're looking for fitness, but really what they're looking for is wellness. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community, whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. Now, we're doing something a little bit different this week. Some of you may have heard these interviews. So what we've done, I took, I wanted to do something around fitness because we're doing a a few a handful of new fitness things that we're excited about so i thought why not focus on fitness this week i did a past show with chris you're gonna hear all about him and i did a past show with chad austin as well now these two the interviews weren't too long ago but i wanted to take a couple snippets from each interview and put them together for those of you that have heard it offers a nice reminder they both have tons of value to offer throughout the interviews and for those that haven't heard the interviews i wanted to recap and give you a chance to listen to some of the value that they have to offer so we're doing something a little bit different this week It's always nice to change it up and give you something a bit different. Still great content coming at you. Sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to the show, Chad. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. All right. So we're talking about fitness and priority. Maybe put a little bit of putting yourself first here. A very important topic, and we have so much to talk about. I feel like we have lots in common. Can we take a moment to learn more about you here? Could you tell us about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Absolutely. I'm a personal trainer in Kansas City. I've been a personal trainer around here for about 15 years. I own a private studio called Priority Fitness, and Priority Fitness was named after a book I wrote called Make Fitness a Priority. Uh, Make Fitness a Priority, it basically... It has been, it's how I've kind of evolved as a trainer in my philosophy. So like my, my philosophy at first as a personal trainer, you know, you realize everyone that is fueled by short-term motivation when they first come and see you. And so I've helped so many people reach the goals they were coming in the gym for, whether it be getting shape for a wedding or getting shape for swimsuit season or whatever those short-term motivations were and realize that that's only temporary success. And so making fitness a priority is really changing the mindset as a trainer and helping people get long-term success and keeping it a priority just like they do their family and their career. So how do you get people to change their mindset from, I only need help for a couple of weeks or a few months, whatever it is for my wedding, and then I'm not gonna need your help anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that, that, that may not be what they say out loud, but that's definitely probably in the back of their mind that it's that they need your help for that. Um, well, I think uh, one thing I did when I was writing my book, is I asked a question like, what are your top priorities in life? And, uh, you know, the top answers I got, you can probably guess from what I said already is family and career. Uh, but the answer that nobody said was fitness. And so I, I think, uh, after some more research and, and kind of getting to know that, that more, I realized that fitness in our minds, fitness is always what we're going to get to later. 
So we always put it off because of all the obstacles and challenges we face every day that we use excuses to put it off. And we don't do that with our family and career. And so just kind of helping people realize that not, it's not only important for your, your short-term goals, but helping people dig a little deeper why it's so important for their short-term goals. And, and um, it's kind of shifting that mindset of, of based around their why so they can become just as important to them as their family and career. But tell us about that. It seems like I'm at work, we have the same mindset and like we don't weigh and we say count colors, not calories. Like we don't weigh ourselves, we don't weigh our food. Like we feel like there's so many other things that we could focus on. But I feel like it's an uphill battle because the mainstream is lose this much weight in this amount of time. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, and like you said with the I mean we're definitely I feel like as fitness professionals we're in the middle of a tough fight these days. And our fight is between our desire for our clients to get long-term success and our clients' desire for instant gratification. Because like every the weight loss industry is just is really the shadiest industry. More weight loss products, fad diets, whatever. I mean, just to go if you take the time just when you're checking out at the grocery store aisle and look at the weight loss and how fast you can have weight loss and how effortlessly they'll make it seem in their article. Uh, and so we're definitely in an uphill battle because of that, because uh, they're preying all these predators for weight loss scams, weight loss products, new products that are out there preying on our deep desire to look and feel better and do it fast. And uh, I mean, it's definitely a battle that we're facing. Chris, let's give our chance, our audience a chance to resonate with you. Tell us about who you are, what you do, how you got into it. Kind of come up with this new way of defining uh, my, my business. Uh, it's, it's something that I call the gap. You know, you know that space between where people are and where they say they want to be? Well, what I do is I try to help fill that gap with tools and resources and guidance and support and education. Um, I build full turnkey health and wellness programs for my clients that involve nutrition, training, uh, lifestyle coaching, uh, you know, and all sorts of education along the way, helping to answer a lot of the questions that people are, are often stuck on, not understanding the whys of what they're doing. And, you know, there's all sorts of information out there that people can, can find on the internet nowadays, but it's so convoluted and so muddy. Um, there's lots of contradicting points of views and perspectives with nutrition and training protocols, supplementation even. Um, that people just get overwhelmed and they don't have a clear path on where they're trying to go. And so my program is really more of a lifestyle, uh, program versus just a fitness and training program. Um, although I do believe that fitness is an important component to it, no doubt. Um, but what I find to be some major blind spots and that hold people back from, from accomplishing their goals are poor management skills. And that includes time management, stress management, sleep management. And something else that people aren't really talking about, energy management. Energy management is a huge component. Where are you placing your energy? Are you placing your energy on the problems as opposed to the solutions? Are you spending your time with people that aren't supporting your goals or inspiring you or providing some sort of uh, um, guidance along the way of where you're trying to get to? Uh, are you spending a lot of time watching TV? Are you spending, spending your energy doing things that don't really support where you say you want to go? So teaching people how to really fill in that gap and bridge that gap to get them closer to the goal is really the essentials uh, and the, the basic foundation of the programs that I build and work with my clients. I heard this. This was an interesting statement I heard that says, you don't manage your time, you manage your energy levels. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thought that was profound. It sounds so simple, but we all have the same amount of time in a day. We just have to decide how we manage that time. I mean, I think we all have sit there through our mindlessly flipping through our newsfeed because we don't have the energy to do something a bit more 
mind consuming. <laughs> so by managing that energy levels, I think it makes a much, much more different mindset than managing those, that actual time that we have throughout the day. Yeah. And I also think that that's, I believe that to be true. I think it's also sort of related to what value people place on the things that they're doing. You know, if you're interested in something, you know, you'll, you'll find an excuse or you'll be a little bit more passive, but if you're really passionate about something, you'll do whatever it takes, right? I guess a better way to say that is if you're interested, you'll do what's convenient. If you're passionate, you'll, you'll do whatever it takes. And I think that people oftentimes are talk about things they might be interested in or think about things that they might be interested in. And, and, you know, so their energy is kind of dispersed all throughout these, you know, lots of different areas, as opposed to when you're really passionate about something, your energy and your focus is, is almost down to a fine point and you're all in. Um, and so to your point, yeah, I think, um, energy management is really an important skill that I try to teach and, and just bring a level of awareness up to my clients so they can start to see areas where they're, they could reallocate some of their, their energy and their, their focus so that they could get much closer to their, their goals that they say they want to be at, you know, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, professional, personal, whatever they're trying to, to accomplish or overcome. It's just raising that level of awareness, getting real honest, and then helping identify some of those areas um, where maybe they're they're spending some of their energy in there in places that aren't serving them. So many things happen in our lives that like we have so many things that come up or so many other things that are priorities except for fitness in many cases or except for our workouts. And we always put it to the bottom of the list and never to the top. So without making it a priority, it's never going to get done. Right. Yeah. I always tell, I mean, our biggest, biggest obstacle we always have is I don't have time. And so one of the trainer, I'm sure you said this to your clients, the biggest way you overcome this excuse is you schedule it, right? You have to think of yourself as your most important client because you're not going to miss a meeting with your most important client at work. And you're not going to miss a date with your significant other at home, uh, or, or a kid's activity. So you make sure you schedule your workout in there. But, uh, I think, uh, just like you said, making time for it, making it a priority, it's kind of hand in hand. Yeah, for sure. Like we always say you schedule a hair appointment, nail appointment, golf appointment, whatever it is, you schedule that in your calendar and you keep it. But if you schedule, well, we, first of all, we don't schedule our workouts, but if we did, then we just push to the side because it's only with us. We're not letting yeah. anyone else down. Well, we don't consider that we're continually letting ourselves down day after day. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> So for you guys, when you talk about making it a priority, how do you explain to your clients, like, this is important, you need to show up and put yourself first? Uh, I tell people that I think the big thing that people have to realize that, um, I mean, the obstacles and everything we use to, to put fitness off until later, for one, they're not going anywhere. They're, they're never going to go anywhere. There's never going to be um, a shortage of excuses we can use to skip our workout or to validate going through the drive-through. But with the, what they're really get, doing themselves a disservice by make, by putting fitness off until later, because not only should it be a priority in their life, but if it is, a, if they choose to make it a priority in their life, then all the other priorities in life are going to become better. I mean, they're they're going their life they have with their family, their relationships, their their they'll be better at work. They'll have more energy. They'll have more time to be more uh, focused on their faith or whatever whatever their priorities are. When you put fitness in your life, everything gets better. Yeah, without question. You know what's interesting is I feel like when you take time for prayer or breathing exercise or meditation, however you want to group those or name those, and then match that up with fitness, I feel like 
there's more mental clarity, there's more energy, and there's more time than anything. In most cases, people say they don't have time for these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like uh, whenever there's a big change in our lives, whether we become um, busier because we got a promotion or we were in a relationship now or we have a kid now or or, our family got bigger or whatever it is, um, whenever we get busier and we kind of, what normally falls off and we have until we get adjusted to it, we normally lose balance when something big happens in our life and what normally fails, what normally becomes unbalanced, what falls off is our health and fitness. Um, and so being, I always, it's one thing I try to always have my clients be mindful of as they go through life's changes, what always suffers is our fitness. But if we're mindful of that, uh, we can avoid some tough time because when you're, when you're not taking care of yourself, then you're doing, then you're not going to be the best for your family, your faith, your job, anything else. Yeah. So a question that's, that goes back to the cup that's half full. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, we have mindset is your is your cup half full or half empty. But the other one that I like is that if you don't fill your cup up, like we could fill our cup up with good nutrition and fitness and mindful exercises, and then you have more of that cup to give, or you can continue to dwindle it down. And then when it's empty, and you're looking at an empty cup, how are you going to get share that with anyone, your family, or friends, or people that you're working with in your job? That's a good analogy. I like that a lot. <laughs> Why don't we talk? One of the things I like to talk about is why I suppose like that. Why a lot of times people will come and they'll say, I want to lose some weight. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like there's, there's something underlying. There's a reason you want to see results. What is it? How can we find those results? Or what maybe what you're passionate about, what you were talking about earlier, Chris, what is it when people come to you? I'd imagine it's kind of similar in the industry. People in large part say, I want to lose weight. How do you dig deep and find out what it is that they really want? Yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody, right? Um, the way I approach it really is I, I take two different approaches. I ask them two questions. There's low-level stakes and there's high-level stakes, right? The low-level stakes, in my opinion, such as I want to get abs, I want to get to 10% body fat, I want to build more muscle, I want a better butt, you know, you name it, right? The low-level stakes, those create pressure. Whereas the high-level stakes, listen, I want to be around for the next 20 years. My mom just got diagnosed with cancer and I want to start taking my health seriously. Or I just, I I just had a baby and I want to be around and be a a strong example for my child growing up of what it means to take care of yourself with love and integrity and self-worth. You know, those high level stakes create purpose. And so I try to get people into conversation where we try to identify what are your low level stakes, what are your high level stakes. And oftentimes people can identify the low level stakes really, really quickly and easily. And usually those are the low level stakes that have been living with them for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years with that they've been trying to approach health and fitness and never reaching their goals because I hate eating healthy or I hate doing cardio or I can't stay. I just don't, I have such a hard time. Like I yo-yo back and forth. I'll be good for a month and I fall off. That's the low level stakes that create pressure. It's like, there's no, it's not fun. There's no real intention or purpose behind what you're doing other than just to get abs or to get to 10% body fat. But what changes in your life if you get that? Nothing. Because oftentimes most of these people have a lot of things in their lives that with or without those abs or the 10% body fat, they're still just as happy and they've got those things and there's nothing to lose. But with the high level stakes, there's a lot more to lose there. Your child not looking up to you and, and your child not learning by example of what it means to take care of yourself, what it means to eat healthy, you know, you potentially getting sick. And then having to react, you know, this is, I try to get people into these false scenarios almost so that they, they shift from 
being in a reactive state of mind, even though they might not know they're in a reactive state of mind. Just because you're not reacting doesn't mean you're not operating in a reactive state. So I try to get them out of the reactive state and try to get people into thinking about the importance of being in a proactive state. So what, what is even it? With what we're right now, right? Even what we're dealing with right now, most people are in a reactive state because people were not prepared. Right. Um, I'm even, I'll, I'll be even just a small example for myself, you know? I was not prepared. I probably could have done a better job. This is kind of a minor example, but I could probably could have done a better job of having some more home equipment at my house as a, as a trainer to be prepared for having to make a shift with everything shutting down and not having a home, not having a home gym. So now I'm improvising, I'm getting creative. So it's this circumstances forced me. I was using 50 pound water, uh, water jugs yesterday for squats and lunges and, you know, just getting creative, but I was more in a reactive mode. Right. Um, so getting people into that low level stake, high level stake conversation is really how I kick off my consultations to get to the, the, the purpose of why they're calling me and what they're looking for. And how do you find, is it just the conversations? Like, how do you, are, how are you digging deeper? How are you getting to them to see the picture? Because I mean, we've, I'm sure we've had similar conversations of asking people what it is they want. What do you want more than that weight loss? How can we set goals or achievements for you to work towards that? I mean, I, I, I ask questions. I really try to focus on them as a person, as a whole, you know, when they're coming to me, it's not, it's not, um, it's not singular that you're coming to me and we're just going to focus on this fitness journey. I'm looking, when I build and design my programs, I build programs that integrate into people's lifestyles as opposed to just throwing a program at somebody and saying, here, try to make this work. So for me to do that, I've got to get a real true sense of who they are as a person from start to finish. What was your childhood like? You know, are you married? Are you single? Do you have kids? What do you do for work? What's your lifestyle? What's your work lifestyle like? How much sleep do you get? Like I'm getting a real good snapshot of everything because it's, I have to understand the person in order to understand where they're falling short and understand where the gaps are, right? That gap part that I'm talking about to figure out where I need to fill in some of these gaps, show them in parts of their lives where they can make some subtractions, some additions and some substitutions in every single case. There's got to be that, right? But oftentimes there's not a lot of disruption. You know, and that's really what I pride myself on is that I'm going to show you how we don't have to really disrupt your life. I'm going to show you where you can make better choices and make some small modifications and substitutions and subtractions to really start to optimize the results that you say that you want. And so by doing, you know, just a deep dive into just getting to really understand and know who this person is versus just listening to what they say their, their goals are, that's what helps me kind of unravel and start to work from the inside out with my clients. And that's really, you know, what I, again, I say, that's what I, I feel is the, the secret formula to getting really great results. Most time people, when they come in and start training, they're actually working out less, but getting better results because their bodies are just under so much systemic stress that no matter how great their training program is, no matter how great their meal plan is, the body, the, 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 all of the systems in the body, the metabolic system, their adrenal functions, hormone balance, everything's so off because there's no organization to their daily lives and they're so stressed out that the body's just not performing at all, no matter how good you take care of, or how, how good your training program or your nutrition plan is. So getting inside, understanding people, and then structuring a program that shows them, hey, listen, maybe, maybe don't add this in today. Maybe you want to take this out. And then the next, and later on, instead of going to bed at 11 o'clock at night, you're going to start going to bed at 10 or 1030. Instead of, if you've had a, if you've had an intense day at work, maybe that's not the day that you go to the gym. Maybe that's the day you come home and take an Epsom salt bath. And you focus on doing some mobility and stretching and foam rolling and work on improving, just getting connected to your body. 
and de-stressing the body. There's a lot of different pathways to, to wellness. And, you know, I, I find that when most people come to me that they, they think they're looking for fitness, but really what they're looking for is wellness. And wellness falls under the umbrella, the category of what I call my one verse 23 philosophy. The one hour a day you spend in the gym is far less impactful than what you do with the other 23 hours of your day. And that includes sleep, nutrition, time management, stress management, energy management, self-talk, all of these components. Tell us about what your nutrition philosophy sounds like or looks like. How do you transition your clients from nutrition-wise from where they are to where you'd like them to be? Yeah, so it's it's always interesting. Again, that's kind of an individual case basis. Um, obviously, there's ways that I can there's there's different levels that I can enter people into into their meal plans, introduce it. I can introduce them at a level ten, or I can anywhere in between one to ten. Um, and depending on the individual, and I kind of gauge that, I get a sense of of what level we want to go. And we get into a conversation asking them what level they want to go. Um, I'm really big in terms of an anti-inflammatory approach with nutrition really important. Um, I've been doing this for 20 plus years and I will say that I, I too have, there's some areas in, in, inside of nutrition that have even been major blind spots for me that I've, you know, really spent a lot of time educating myself and learning that there's certain foods that, that contribute to inflammation in the body. And so by identifying specific foods with my clients and helping them understand what foods are inflammatory, what foods are anti-inflammatory, I take the approach of outlining what a, what a meal plan could look like for them based on their dietary uh, restrictions or likes or dislikes, um, but really taking an anti-inflammatory approach. For example, um, considering your food sources, what your, what your food eats, we eat. So I'm really big on grass-fed beef as opposed to grain and corn beef. Uh, I'm really big on wild-caught fish versus farm-raised. Um, other things like chicken, pork, um, ground turkey, good protein sources, but those animals are grain, corn, and soy fed. So we're consuming those animals. That's also going into our body, grain, corn, soy, beef, gluten, all of these things are inflammatory to the body. So not everybody has access to grass fed beef or wild caught fish or, you know, those types of approaches to nutrition can certainly be a little more costly for some people. Um, so that's why I say there's different levels of how hard you want to go into that meal plan. Do you want to go at it? at a 10? Do you want to go at it at a six? What's reasonable? What's your desires? The importance of trying to take more of an anti-inflammatory approach is that it reduces lymphatic fluid buildup in the body, which can mimic body fat. So somebody who might be at 10 or 12% body fat, which is relatively lean for the average person, might reflect what looks like maybe 18 to 20% body fat because their body's inflamed and they're carrying a lot of lymphatic fluid in their body. Their face might be swollen. They might be battling chronic fatigue. Um, they might have joint pain. Um, they might have digestive issues. Uh, you know, some of these are symptoms of, of inflammation. So ways to improve that is by emptying the inflammation bucket by cons- taking into consideration the sources of food that you're consuming. Um, so that's really kind of my, my, my approach that I take with nutrition, but it's everything is always is custom design when I build all my programs because I just respect the fact that not everybody, number one, has the means to to approach it at a level 10 and some people just mentally and emotionally just don't have the they're just not there yet they're not like for them to take a step from the meal plan the way that they're eating currently to just going super hard against a new approach is a little it's a little aggressive and so they need to 
slowly progress into that. And that's a conversation, right? I mean, it's, it's not me just making the decision and saying, here, do this. It's about us having some open dialogue and saying, what are you willing to commit to? What's reasonable for you? When you look at your philosophy in the gym and making a fitness pr- a priority as a whole, what are some of the biggest obstacles people tell you about when they come and when they come and see you at the gym that possibly our audience listening can relate to? Uh, I think the biggest one that, that's uh, right now, I, I always say too busy, too tired, too bored. Those are probably the, those three, I think, are the ones that people use the most. Uh, but lately, the one that keeps coming up with my clients and me are, the, are it's always a too busy one. But a lot of times when you say, I don't have time, uh, what I think, you know, we talked about scheduling your workouts, that's one solution. But I think another thing that gets overlooked is a lot of times when people say, I don't have time, what they really mean is I don't have time to work out like I used to. And so I think as life changes, this is a, pa- this is a big excuse that always pops up for us. Because it's almost like we set the bar before. There's a time before when maybe we had time to work out for an hour and a half or two hours in the gym five days a week. But now that we have families or have a, a we work crazier hours or and we have, we have a stressful job, I and mean, that doesn't make sense for us anymore. But it's almost like we feel ashamed to do less than that because that's the bar we set. And so, but being realistic with yourself and understanding when you when you don't you maybe don't have time to work out like you did before, and if you try to force that, it's going to hurt everything else in your life. But that does just maybe that's just that that doesn't make sense for your life you're living now. Doing less for your workout than you did at one time doesn't mean that fitness is less of a priority. It just means that fitness has changed for you and it looks different now. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a great that's a great mindset because we have people that come to us like since twenty years. They're in high school. They're slim and trim. Of course, their body is a bit different, and they they come and say, "Well, I want to look like I did in high school." They say, well, how long ago? They <laughs> say, well, years ago. And I was like, well, that was 20 years ago. That's person. Let's work on forming the body that you have now in the person that you are around your lifestyle. That's how we're going to get you to see sustainable results. Yeah, there's there's a phrase I like to use that, that fit. what you do for fitness has the fit in your life. And so I, I think several times in my life, I've, I've wanted to look like I did 10 years ago and I've wanted to have that kind of fitness level and it's hard to let that go. But I mean, you can still be, you can still get yourself in amazing shape, but you just, if, if what you're trying to do for fitness doesn't fit in your life, then, then you try to force it, then everything else in your life is going to suffer and, and pay for it. So you're not, maybe your fitness will be top game, but your family life may suffer, your job may suffer, your performance there may suffer. And so, um, just learning how, uh, fitness best fits in your life you're living now. Um, so I went to people come in and, and I haven't seen them for a while and they're, they've kind of gotten off track and they want me to help them get back on track. I tell them we're not picking up where we left off because that may not make sense for you right now. We're making a new plan that fits the life you're living now. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. I got to tell you, sometimes it's fun to do things different. I know many times it's either a one-on-one interview or it's me talking to you as our audience. So I thought, why not combine a couple interviews and give you a couple slightly different perspectives around living a healthy lifestyle and turning your fitness into a routine that really makes all the difference as you heard throughout these two parts of interviews you can go back and listen to the full interview for chad or chris all past shows are on exploringmindandbody.com or if you're listening as an apple podcast stitcher or spotify for example you can go back and search their names and listen to the whole show and both of them are great interviews chad actually talked about making fitness a priority and chris talked about a million dollar bet how his one of his clients 
hired him to to help him lose a certain amount of weight and his client bet someone else over a million dollars and the guy was a big gambler obviously <laughs> but he hired chris and chris got, said he got all kinds of publicity from that one he was on the news he's all over the place just for training that person but he said he the guy worked really hard to end up reaching his goal which was super cool at any rate i got to tell you we were looking i'm looking at amping up videos a bit just because it seems like the algorithms on instagram a lot more people are watching when we started we we're on facebook.com slash trueformlife we're still posting there but videos don't pop up in news feeds as much as they used to so i've been going through a number of these videos from youtube and we're repurposing them from our youtube channel youtube.com slash trueformlife and we're repurposing them on instagram i gotta tell you we have so many videos we have over a thousand videos i can't even imagine i'm going back months and years pulling off some some videos and some good content that are like oh this is a fun throwback or this is still good information or here's some workouts when we just started so if you want to see some of the progressions of what we've been teaching over the years head over to our youtube channel and check it out i gotta tell you if you've been listening to this show for years or if you didn't know me back then it's like two different people it's pretty cool to see how i've been able to progress and how we've been able to progress as a business and if again if you're if you're brand new you can watch some of our newer videos as well or, or new content that are always a blast to put together but i'm gonna leave you with that thank you so much i hope you guys are doing well with your fitness routines and fitness programs i hope you're able to turn them into a lifestyle into a priority into a healthy habit routine because that makes all the difference thank you so much for being here our main website is trueformlife.com that's where we put together all of our meal planning recipes grocery shopping lists at home workouts challenges products that's our home base so if you want more details about what we do check us out there once again thank you so much for being here that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's drew tadia fitness expert to find out more about the show drew tadia or to listen to past shows visit exploringmindandbody.com